0: I want a really quiet episode today. Are you okay, Paul? I'm just tired. Oh, you're not okay, are you? It's been a it's been a tough time in Cheap Show HQ. So I just want an episode with no wacky special effects, ideally no characters. <laughs> I want I was a bit of I just want me new time, pure cheap show. Did do did do source report. Oh all right then. <laughs> right. Oh did it right. Do-do. No source report. Great, thank you. Thank you for that. I've there worked. is no source report. Then so why bring it up again? <laughs> it's We go through this. It's not a report <laughs> to say there's no report. There is. But no. What's the report? No report. Thank you. Welcome to Cheap Show, ladies and gentlemen. The Economy Comedy Podcast for your ears. Incorporating source report. No, but... not incorporating <laughs> source report. Especially but there is... if there's no source report. Uh, ladies and gentlemen... This week, no source report. It will return. Sorry. Yeah, is it going to (laughs) return next week? And you'll go, do, 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 do. Also, no source this week. Paul, if you fucking pull your finger out and, you know, get some sources. I'm not getting a week on source. I'm not bringing source. It's not my forte sources. (laughs) Is it? No. On my CV, it doesn't say. Fortes. You know, skills. Did did you list your fortes on. um well, on my foot. How I... poncy would that be if you were on a CV? My fortes include. My fortes include sauce. Jacking it. Well, no, that's not a forte. It's for my forte. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is that your forte? Are you good at it? it, it are uh... you good at wanking? That's the question <sighs> I'm asking you. am I good at wanking myself. That's my source report. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. It's Paul Gannon's. sauce source report. Eli, how good are you wanking? Out of 10. It's almost always successful. I didn't ask if it's successful. Well, what? That's the point of wanking, if it's not successful. No, yeah, anyone can thumb their f- half-flaccid cock. Oh, it's all thumbing e- count, now. E- count, it's all thumbing. And eke out oh. a droplet of fucking I'm not thumbing. Jism. I don't thumb it. I'm just saying. Eke out a droplet of jizz. You can be functional at masturbating, but some people give it a bit of a spin. Listen, I've got a whole tranche of fortes. Yeah. Yes. And what does that mean? Explain what that means. Ah. <laughs> uh, I have a. You whole... have nothing. <laughs> Shut up while I do the intro. What have we got coming up on the La- show? No, we're doing the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cheap Show! I hey, hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles, alright? It's a fact of Cheap Show, you're gonna have to fucking Noodle time. <laughs> Tales from the Darnsville. Yeah. 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 How's the pick guy? Yeah. The price of the shite. Oh, Gannon saying hello. Yeah. Eli Silver. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I and I nuzzle. It's the Economy Comedy Podcast. You know it. I've got a new character. <laughs> no, I've no got... new characters. This will need a like sound effect. You'll need to put me
1: in a cave. <laughs> I'm in a cave. in the cave, in the cave, in the cave. Ooh, it's Mike. My... You know what? I, I, you know, what should I do today? I'm a witch in the cave, what should I do? Ooh, do you know what I've got? I've got a naturally occurring keyboard made from stalactites and uh, and, uh, those other ones. Which all have a different tone.
0: Paul, you put in the sound effects for this, OK?
1: <laughs>
0: no! I'm playing Beethoven's Fifth
1: on no. my stalactite
0: keyboard. <laughs> right, so not only do you want me to make sound effects, but you want me to find specifically Beethoven's Fifth yeah, performed you do that. on a stalactite you do, you do that. xylophone. You
1: better do that. Do that. And get some sauces.
0: Get some oinkment. I will eat oinkment. Anyway, what have we got coming off on the show, Paul? so three minutes in. Yes. And the barrels being scraped. Fucking hell. Today on the show, actually, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. I've got a bag of stuff, yeah. but we're recording two episodes today, so I haven't really passed them out. Shall we shit in here? Do you here? know what my girlfriend's been doing recently? Not <laughs> shitting in there. <laughs> right, okay. But for cheap show. You know, I bought that big poo. That big, for the, when when Sarah came on, and I said, here's your prize. And it was like a weird kind of stress ball, but shaped in a poo it shape. It was an uh, um, anthropomorphised poo, yeah. poo stress thing. My girlfriend's... Thinks it's hilarious to put it in the bed, to put it in the bed and hide it in different parts of the bed. So at the middle of the night, I feel the the poo shape <laughs> under my under my arm. Or she put it in the pillow once. So like, did was... you sometimes think, oh, hang on, she's done something to spice it up? She's put <laughs> no, she's I don't think a boy back. No, I don't think oh, I, I don't think that. I'm just going to go along with it and pretend I'm asleep. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's no, <laughs> you butt fuck yourself with it, don't you? No more questions, <laughs> no more questions, Your Honour. Oh, the next two episodes okay. we're going to do uh, a price of shite. We're going to do Paul's page turners, where I talk about books I've bought at a charity shop. Oh, and what's the other one? And we've got a uh, cheap eats that I you've have got. some uh, very special cheap eats over the next two episodes. Cheap which drinks, which... cheap salty drinks. It could be called. That sounds suspicious. Two... There's at least three salty drinks. I don't like the idea of this already. Well, what's happened, Paul, is I've come in something and I'm going to try and make you eat it. This is what I've come the to. The truth comes <laughs> out, ladies and gentlemen. The truth comes out. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, is, is Precum John going to come out first Listen, and pre-... give me a little sip of it and <laughs> then walk away? Precum John doesn't do that. Doesn't he? No. Here he is. Yeah. To talk about it. Flying in on an aeroplane, is he? No. In case you want any more fucking sound effects in this episode. <laughs> well, it's an aeroplane, but it's powered by unicorns. Right, great. Well unicorns with harmonicas for mouths i'm not doing any of this just so you know there is you uni- imagine a unicorn with a its horn is a kind of toot sweet well imagine a unicorn where its horn is a big cock <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you'd be the first person to imagine that unicock yes yeah and then to, if you want to get a wish you got to rub the unicorn's horn until all the wish magic comes out the Which top. is a rainbow. Rainbow yeah. jizz out, yeah. the, out the knob knob horn. Yeah, and if you catch it in your mouth, you get three wishes. And the first wish is, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> the second wish is, I wish uh, I weren't born. <laughs> and what's the third wish? You don't have one, because by that time you're dead, aren't you? you yeah, but you, well, by going by that logic, the first wish... You wouldn't even get to the second wish. That's true. Because you said, I wish I hadn't done that. And then it, your wish is granted. Yeah, and then I wouldn't want to. And then you life. hadn't done it. Yeah. Oh, and I'd be fine. I'd be like, my second wish is I wish I weren't born. Oh, no, no, no. Because <laughs> There's no comeback seat. And then Thanos snaps his finger and I turn into dust. Yes, a lot of people are very excited about the new Avengers movie. I don't give two shits. Yeah. I read the plot on Wikipedia about half an hour after the film came out. and I was like, that's enough for me. Really? 20 quid in my back pocket saved. You'll watch it though when it comes on the telly. When it's on telly, I'll watch it. But like the thing is, is that I don't like going to the cinema. I don't like the experience of going to the cinema anymore. Phones on, people Uh, talking, food everywhere, half an hour of adverts and trailers, and then a three hour film. Did you see that article saying that like uh, four out of five uh, photos that people take on their phones, they never look at again? That wouldn't surprise me. But it's like people take a photo of something as a replacement for actually experiencing it. Like yeah. I was at the art gallery the other day. Yeah. This oh, woman's. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, whatever. I was at the art, art gallery. Oh, I was at an art gallery. What art gallery? The Tate. Looking at? Dorothea Tanning. Why was she tanning? Is she going on holiday?
2: <laughs> oh! Wacky
0: woo! <laughs> it doesn't even work, that gag. What? It does. Why was she tanning? Is she going on holiday? Yeah, she's getting a pre-tan. Tan. She's block. getting a pre-tan. Oh, that's a bit complicated we're on a second level. Why would you get a tan before you go on holiday? So you look good when you get there, so you can go Isn't topless. They...
1: Yeah, but that's what you're meant to get topless for, yeah, to a little
0: bit of a pre-tan. When you get there, you're not so embarrassed to reveal your pasty, white, blubbery front. Do you pre-tan? I, I haven't been on holiday in like 12 years, yes. mate, so it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Yeah. You're translucently pale. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's, a, it's very attractive. I do tan quite well. You're the colour of tripe. Fuck off! <laughs> um, no, you but- look like you have the, your your face. The colour of your face looks like a strangled cock end. Like where you forced all the blood to the meaty helmet at the top. Oh come on! Keeps talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't done this in a while either. Cheep, cheap, 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 cheap. Don't. I'm doing this. I've got an angle on this, and this is what I want to do. So don't interrupt me. Let me play this out, I thought all right? We're playing together. No. You have your little chances to mix I it play, up. Play with you, you you can Porque Why can't I ever play alone? You can't you can't this Why time. Why can't I play alone? Because you're useless and I want to do this one. I'm gonna rub sand in you. Here we go. Here's my rubbing sand. Here's my cheap, 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 cheap eat song today, alright? Cheap, cheap, cheap. You don't know what you're doing, do you? I forgot. What's your idea? Hang on! Hang on, I've got to get the beginning right. Cheap Eats! Woo woo! Coming into Cheap Eat Station, ladies and gentlemen. and Oh, look, this Station Master Eli Silverman on the platform. Rough, rough, rough. No, he's not fucking Richard Brandoff! Who said he was Richard Brando? Come on. Don't fucking rough, rough, rough. Welcome to Cheap Eat Station. Population two. Woohoo! Chupa chupa there. Oh. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, we've arrived in Cheap oh. Eat Station, oh. and uh if you'd like to make your way to the oh, buffet yeah. car, oh. you can have uh, a range of snacks. Oh. All our snacks produced by Uncle Grumbly. Uh, oh, that I like look at
0: that. It's, what's that? A breakfast bar? Sausage roll? Gibsters yeah. breakfast bar style thing?
1: It's uh, a chutney sandwich. Oh, yeah? With
0: what's Uncle the bread Grumbly's. made Uncle It's, it's, it's very, all shit. Very are we, special Are we doing chutney. this?
1: We're doing this. I can't believe I brought him the up. bread is, Special chutney? The bread is 100% farmer's grown uh sourdough bread it's the best quality farmers bread grown grown with the best farmers uh, grown with the best farmers Yes they've grown the best sourdough for the sourdough and uh that's good we've got a delicious uh cheese from uh lancashire that will be the make Main, oh, main cheese! cheese Lancashire a Lancashire cheese, a nice, salty, crumbly kind of a Cheshire-style cheese. Right, and then there's uh, some r- del- delicious plum tomatoes, uh grown lovely and juicy, and a few olives. And the chutney is shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, good. You know, I mean, uh, you knew gonna happen. Let's disembark now. Yeah, and can uh, I just say, I like the idea of cheap beach train. I yes. like the idea of it being a choo-choo train okay. that we get it, on to. it! Yeah, so do yeah, I. Here we go. And the conductor is played by Richard Branson. So, oh, Branson? Right. <laughs> <laughs> legally, the two characters are not similar. <laughs> no. All, uh, wait, what wait. have we got today? Now, Paul, would you like to start with stuff that might be a bit not to your palate? And then we can finish with some nice yeah. sweet stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so let's you can, be nice to Uncle Paul. Recover. Now, you know, I have a deep love for all things pickled cucumber. Well, I know this. The audience knows this. And, I'm bored of this. And I think I've found the ultimate su- thing here. Just have a, take a look at this. I can't. Oh, I'm gone. I, I can't read it because it's Polish, I'd imagine. Yes. But it is, judging by the artwork, a garlic and pickled drink. Yeah. And what does it look like? It's it's cloudy. It looks like lemonade. It or even worse, it looks like you know where when you get uh, lemon squirt in a bottle and you can squirt. It's lemon cloudy juice. like that, isn't it? It's Cloudy. And look, you can see there's sort of there's a sort of suspended. No, uh, powder. it looks a, a bit like pond water. There's yeah, a silty. It's a bit spoffy, isn't it? And this is by a company called Bio Foods, premium. Nice. Uh a, a gherkau, I think, is gherkin in uh... Okay, fair enough. So, and there's some garlic, so I'm hoping this is a lovely garlic pickle smoothie. And again, I'm just gonna say this. Why is that? What <laughs> <laughs> What is what, what the point of a pickle and garlic drink? It tastes delicious, probably. But it's, it's a savoury be, drink. It can't it's can't like be have you ever, Did you ever have V eight? Like, yeah, but I that's don't know nice. It's vegetable yeah. juice, yeah. It? yeah, but that's refreshing. Well, have, a, have a nice cold soup. Gazpacho, for example. It's it's like a... But why, what, what in context is, is that a I'll drink? What do you, you what have the, with it? I'll tell you what the context is. Yeah. Health food, bio food, premium. So but what has been discovered in recent years yeah. is the probiotic bacteria that people traditionally thought was really only available from things like yoghurt, yeah. live yoghurt, there's a huge amount of it in sauerkraut. Really? Pickle. Yes. And kimchi has this yeah. bacteria that's very good for the gut flora. Oh. So this is obviously as a sort of health food, and aid to digestion. Just say, so you know. So that's the point of it. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. What is the... Why would people... Why would I go, oh, I want a nice, refreshing drink of... I think we're just going to see more and more pickle-flavoured stuff. Just I, get ready for it. Hello, I'm Uncle Grumbly,
1: and it's Uncle Grumbly's Bio Farm Foods. Yes. Where I have a lot of gut
0: f- fruit that is good <laughs> in probiotic. Why is Uncle Grumbly so so big on Cheap Show right now? I like him. <laughs> He's my new favourite character. Now,
1: uh, so I bought a glass for my you. My drinks are very organic. And chunky,
0: <laughs> I've brought a glass for you, Paul. All right, thank you. So I'm going to pour some out for you. All right, give it a shake. Wake the bottle. Shake the drink. I'm giving it a bit of a shake. It just doesn't seem. Well, shake the bottle. Wake the drink. Yeah, shake the bottle. Wake the drink. Doesn't appear to be carbonated, but I've oh, uh, um, got it all. Oh no! Don't man. sniff it and then give me that face. Do you want the Huffington Report? I got the Huffington Post. <laughs> the Huffington Post. Yes. Yeah. It smells so good. So no, but that to gherkiny you means I'm gonna hate this. It's got that real smell of those scratch and sniff gherkin stickers I, that to I used have to have get. A in huff. Brent Cross, I have to have a huff, mate. That smells like piss water. <laughs> that smells fucking you horrible. You taste it? I taste it. All right, pouring some out. What does it taste? It, and t- smell t- like? it smells like a urinal. No, it doesn't. It does. It smells like a it kind of smells of, of pickle, lime scale, tube platform toilet. A lime scale yeah, it's platform. got lime scale and it's made everything a little bit salty. Right. Oh god. Now what does that look like? Wow. Oh mate, that looks like <laughs> snot. <laughs> it's got a very kind of grey green. It is di- It looks like dirty water. Yeah, it looks like dirty water. In a way, that's probably what it is, isn't it, Paul? This is the most disgusting fucking thing. Have a t- little taste of this. Just don't don't big it up for yourself. Okay, I'm just not trying to yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That is unpleasant. Really, is that bad? It's it smells like a cross between someone putting a pickle in my mouth and then farting in my gob. (laughs) That's what it's like. It's like someone's done like a kind of like a tequila shot, where the drink is the shot, and then instead of like salt and lemon, it's It's a pickle and a fart in my mouth. Ah, that sounds like something Heston Blumenthal would. God, God, it's got such a horrible aftertaste. (laughs) Every time I swallow, is it bad? The garlicky kind of aftertaste is really funky. <laughs> right. Really funky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you Back test Back with it. us. Ooh. It's quite... Oh, that's... It's thick, isn't it? That's disgusting, man. It's, yeah, thank you. It's not <laughs> pleasant to drink. I was hoping it'd be better than that. I thought, to be honest, it's more garlicky than pickle. Is the garlic? It doesn't have... You know, like, pickle has that kind of tart sharpness. That doesn't have that. It's got a bit of Oh, oh mate. Oh. It's boffy. It's really boffy. Okay. Marks out of five? Oh, I'm not <laughs> gonna give any marks for that. That's unpleasant in it's, concept, good you, an execution. it's good for you then. Good for you. Now you have got uh, Flora. Yeah, I'll drink I'll have something else. That's that does the same job, but doesn't taste like someone's put a pickle and egg fart in my gob. Like a yakko. Yeah, like a yakko. Right. What's next? <laughs> that was <laughs> On... a success. It still feels... I've still got this faulty sensation in my mouth. <laughs> now, as you know, Paul, it's, <coughs> a lot of God. Turks live, Oh, that burp was unnecessary. A lot of Turkish people... Oh, Christ. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. God, that has not sat well in me. Well, it's starting to do
1: its good biotic work on your guts. Save me some of your outpourings.
0: <laughs> right, um, what's next? Now, I live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I live uh, near a lot of Turkish grocers Yeah And one of the things the Turks like to drink Yeah Is fermented turnip juice Also known as Salgam And we're going to taste a couple of versions of that right now Paul <laughs> It's salty It's pickly It's hot salty pickle turnip water So how is this drunk Is this drunk cold or hot Cold Right And it's seen as them like a refreshing drink uh, it's salty, so it's like a savoury sort of. It's, it's. I can't think of anything equivalent. Well, I mean, I guess would they be... wouldn't be. But I'm trying to understand why that culture would drink that kind of drink. I don't know too much about, you know. Again, Turkish I think culture, it has so... some sort of, um, you know, a bu- the, because it's fermented. It has a sort of good for the digestion kind of thing. No, fair enough. It, but think. like, it's it's a hot country, Turkey, right? Parts of it, yeah, yeah. And it be popular in like cities there. Yeah. So sometimes there are, sometimes people will have a salty drink to, as a way to cool okay. down, like a I'm cold. I'm generally salt. interested if anyone is from that area who or drinks this and actually knows, knows what knows the deal more is. About- now it's meant to be turnip, but I think the main ingredient in the mon- modern salgam, yeah, is a- actually carrot. So it's carrot juice. Oh, that's interesting. And it is, but it's traditionally it was a turnip. I think. Okay. So, so there you get it comes in two basic. Coins, yeah, you get just the plain and then you have it with chili. Oh, interesting, Hot, spicy salad, yeah. So, we've got I've got both here, all right. So, let's uh, so I want you to ch- basically first test. Uh, now, I No, I do normal. like the bottle, I like the bottle because it look. it's got that kind of nice, dippled, di- dippled effect. I don't know what you want to call it's it. It's dippled, yeah, it's dippled, it's nice. It's a look, it bottle. looks like if you squeezed your cock end at the helmet and, and all the blood rushed to the top, it, that's what it would look like. There. Just the, there's a sort of thing You going know what, through. I keep reaching out to like, you know, mainstream newspapers and, and websites and people yeah. who might want to support Cheap Show. Yeah. And I try and big up the fact that we are talking about this topic and play down the scatological. And then I open my mouth and then I say, it's like holding your yeah, cock yeah, yeah, real yeah. tightly at the helmet and let the I blood go. And then I go, that's not going to endear reviewers to, to us. Nothing's going, going to endear them. Turnip. Anyway, let's have a look. Try the turnip, and I want the Huffington Report here with the Huffington Report. Paul Gannon on the scene. Hello, I'm Paul Gannon on the scene with the turnip juice. I'm going to give it a quick sniff now. That's horrible. <laughs> that, that is. <laughs> that what what are you getting? There's a very farty motif coming through. <laughs> <Yeah>. from... <laughs> oh, that's oh, really that's more farty that's than a lot farty than I thought it was gonna it's going to be. More farty than the pickle and garlic water. Yeah. Now, time let's for have you a to have a little taste. little sip, sip. Oh, Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Paul. <coughs> I won't ask you to taste the other one. No, I will. Okay. You, you okay? always complain about our Paul you always kick it out. fucking gonna... right. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were going to yov all over the table then. I wasn't close, but I I had a massive gag reaction to that. Okay, why? My throat did not want to swallow swallow it. What's wrong with it? Mm. do you mean, mm? it's got nothing satisfying to that flavour. It's salty. Yeah. You can't just say, (laughs) oh, it's salty, therefore it's good. I like salty. Yeah. But would you drink a glass of salt water? No, that would make you sick. That would make me sick. (laughs) Are you ready for the hot one? Oh pardon! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> now, oh, it's still in. Let's see if the Huffington is any. Uh, you might like this. This, this spicy one. Oh, a bit I'm more. thinking maybe. That's why I'm happy to give this one a go. Oh, the it's same just, smell. It's, no, it's it's almost the same smell, but it almost smells like what? Do you tell me what you think it smells like, and then I'll tell you what I think it smells like. There's a specific thing I'm thinking of. Remembering that it's a turnip-based drink with chili. I no I don't. chorizo. That smells like chorizo sausage Oh, Yeah, it does smell a bit like that, yes. You see what I mean? Yeah. Cuz chorizo is also a fermented product. Did you know yes, that? Yes, yeah. I did. That's So, quite... so nice. Mm, 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 yeah, mm. so you might like this. I doubt it. <laughs> Let's He's go. gonna have, go for the spicy salgam now. And we're hoping. This swallow. <laughs> <laughs> i, I bothered, my throat would not let me swallow that. <laughs> uh oh uh, okay it's just fundamentally not a pleasant experience it's not horror it's not like overly horrible it's not like grotesque it's not like that dog bee or anything like that the smell of that would yeah yeah oh. <clears throat> God. i think it's good for the digestion it better be salgam we've had the two types of salgam which did, did you, you enjoy that i like it I know it's a bit perverse of me, but I actually do like I mean, like the it. thing is, I know that that's, your, that's in your gamut of taste. Yeah. It's in your flavour rainbow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's in my flavour rainbow. And I like that. That's fine. But for me, that is... Not for you. Absolutely. and Do you like Marmite? Yeah. You do? I do like Marmite. And yeah. I like, you know, like carrots kind of, juices and things like that. But okay. there's something... It's the fermentedness of it. It's a cross between the fact that the first sensation you get in your mouth is just the salt hit yeah so you taste the salt first and the liquid so you feel for a minute all you've done is swallow like yeah, salt water but then, then it comes it comes at you and yeah. then it's like there's like a puff and then all that flavor all that i don't know farty, yeah. all farty, sour cab almost cabbage-y, cabbagey yeah lifts up but what i will say is this although i didn't like those I would rather drink those than that fucking pickle in the garlic, pickle water. That was, was the worst. Which yeah. was just offensive. That's the worst for Geoff, you. Yeah, it was. I way, might have another little it, bit. It was liquid stool. Oh, that's good stuff. It's not. <laughs> why are you? Why are you dirty? <laughs> why are you a dirty? It's boy? a house of pickles, mate. I'm in my element. Of- I'm having a pickle juice in the house of pickles. Yeah ladies and gentlemen you are listening to Eli's Dream there we are (laughs) I got pickle water in the house a pickles come round here drink the pickle water all round here thank you right what else have you got for me now Paul I've put you through a little bit of a a gamut a bit of a gamut a Gannon's gamut a tranche a if tranche, you will yes. a tranche of unpleasantness there. Gannon's so gauntlet. Finish. We're gonna finish off with some chocolate cake. Yay! Now, chocolate you cake. like chocolate cake, yeah. don't you? Now, Oh god. Two products. Oh god. Two products made by the same what? You okay. There's something going on in my belly right now. Oh, it's 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 uh, healthy digestion. No, it feels like an ice cold storm of discontent. <laughs> <laughs> now hopefully this will distract you from that. Oh You'll be alright. It's just the good biotic bacteria going to work.
1: Uh, Mr. Grumbly's <laughs> waiting for a report at the, at the other end of the platform. Now,
0: these are two cakes made by ETI Company. Yeah. Uh, oh, one God. is called Topkeck. Topkeck. <laughs> the most incredible. Topkeck. The most disgraceful leader <laughs> of the pack. He's a fruit. He's a beaut. He's a Harleyman toot. I've made that word up. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't know what Harleman Toot is, but I'm gonna find the meaning for Harleman Toot. Harleman Toot. <laughs> no, no. no, that's good. Harleman Toot could be the, the Pharaoh who's in Derek's uh, oh, carpet cleaner. If only I could do some kind of Egyptian accent and I can't. Okay. Now we've got two cakes. One is Topkeck. Top kick <laughs> the the reasonable. Reasonable. <laughs> top kick. <laughs> He's the one who's got it <laughs> We can't. We don't know the lyrics, and we're just like two boozy men having a proper. Oh, fucking... you know what I think I'm feeling, Paul? What? I'm feeling a bit pickle drunk off this pickle water. Don't man. get I'm pickle having some drunk. More. Don't you get pickle drunk. I'm feeling euphoric. No. The pickle juice is making me feel euphoric. Ladies and gentlemen, please drink pickle juice responsibly. Oh, God, that's salty. It's not. It's Uh. gross. (laughs) Ooh. I have to drink me fizzy fizz good to take all the horrible taste away. All right. Now, we've got cake, though, for that. Top cake is an individual cake. And it says... God. What? I never want to be a woman kissing you. With a mouth that tastes like a me. fucking sewer pipe. I don't want you to be a woman kissing me. I'm not, I'm not. I mean, it'd you... be really freaky if you would hate if you turn up one day. I'm I'm a lady now. Kiss me. Maybe it'd be the magic you need in your life. Maybe it'd be the magic we're both looking for in our heart of hearts. Your mash your dirty spud. <laughs> anyway, uh, ooh, I'm getting a bit embarrassed. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Paul's getting gonna, a bit embarrassed I'm just going to rephrase as well. it And just basically say I feel sorry for the lady Who had to kill you Kill you <laughs> Freudian Kiss you After drinking This is a getting all a bit Hitchcock I, I'll see there's a strange woman Who looks like my ex Following me around <laughs> Then I'll run after her And it'll be you Oh like <laughs> Yeah like, like the end of Don't look now Yeah basically like, Come yeah. back to me my love <laughs> You turn me around And I'm like yeah, You're a little dwarf Yeah Right Top kick. The most, most amazing. Amazing. And, top kick. And indescribable. What's the other one we got? Addicto. Addicto. What have you got on the end of your foot? I got addicto. <laughs> right. That's the best I could do. Yeah, that's not. That's good. the best that's that I not- could do. Now, addicto is uh it amuses me because they've used the word addict or addicted yeah. to make their We presume they're they 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 are saying Little it's addictive. Because that looks like a little cupcake, doesn't it? A little chocolate cupcake. Well, they both look like little chocolate cupcakes, but one has hazelnut. Oh, the God. top cake has... Ha- <laughs> Are you okay? That pickle juice keeps coming back. Now, do you want to open the top cake? Top cake! The <laughs> most amazing of the top cake! What's that? Gonna have to face it. I'm addicted to love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a song in there eventually. Yeah, 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 So, top cake, ETI, hazelnut and cocoa cupcake. So it's this... not a muffin, really. It's more like a cupcake, isn't it? I don't know. But get it out. Well, there's no cup. Oh, there's but no It's cu- shaped like a cupcake. It's just a little simple cupcake. It looks simple enough. I don't know what else to say. It's like halfway ca- between a muffin and a cake, what they call a, a cuffin. Yeah. Opened it up, split it up. It's a... Chocolatey smell? It smells fine. It smells like cheap chocolate cake. Yeah. I'm gonna have a little bite of this segment. Oh gosh. Oh. What? That's got no taste whatsoever. No. Really tasteless. Really bad. It's not awful, but there's no flavour to You've it. You've got bits of nut. Can you taste the bits of nut? Uh huh. Yeah, pretty bland. Very bland. Pretty bland. You'd, uh. Mm, I'm gonna give that one. Yeah, it's not very really good. Now, I'm opening up the Addicto, Gold Addicto. Gold And this is a cupcake, but cup- this is a little flowery cupcake cup. This actually has the cup. Now, what does it smell? Does it smell the same? It's a little bit more chocolatey, I would say, the yep. smell of that one. This is probably going to be, this is their top top of the range chocolate. Oh, I'm going to break a bit off. I've mm, got a bit of hells on it in my tooth. Oh, that's a lot more chocolatey. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, yeah, that one's got a lot more flavour. Nice. It's still not amazing, but, but it's compared all right. to that. Yeah, yeah. So, in conclusion, Top one out of five. I would say Addicto's two and a half. Addicto's all right. Addicto's all right. Two and a half. It's out got out a five. kind of brownie, sort of squidgy, chocolatey taste to it. And I think it was only about 40p, so... Oh, really? Yeah. How much were the uh, juicers? They're only they're very cheap as well, about 60, 65p. Oh, God. It's, you can get litres of this Salgum
1: stuff. Hello,
0: you. Eli and
1: Paul. I hope Hello, you Miss invite my top...
0: Uncle Grumbly. I hope you like my uh, top keck. We had uh, top keck. Yeah. Yes.
1: I made that. Oh, yeah? What did you use? It's... Translation's not quite right. It's top keck, but if you translate it to English... Yes. It's... Plop cack. Plop cack. You yes, see. I thought it might be. So you've yes. eaten a lovely dollop of mis- What about this Addicto
0: oh, cool. one? Is that you as well? What's the translation of that? I haven't got anything funny for that one. How I don't really have anything funny for that no. one. But I thought I'd try. A shit though. It's a shit though. It's a shit though. No, there's nothing. Let's just move on. <laughs> so is that it? Yeah. All right. Cheapies. <sighs> Right, it's time for the Cheap Eats train to pull out of the platform. Bye now. All aboard.
1: Ding, 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 ding. ding. Do
0: you want to do it? Cheap Eats! Cheap Eats! I do like All this. Right, the Cheap stuff. Eats train will be coming to this podcast again, calling in on the podcast, perhaps with some different things that we will eat that will be cheap, Paul, and you can pick up some stuff. I look, yeah? I look forward I to am, it. I'm sorry you really didn't like the pickle water. I'm going back in. Ooh, ooh, that's a pickle war
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You should be in charge of their advertising with something like that. <laughs> that is pickle war Right, in a change to the programming session, we recorded Price of Shite, but we're not happy with it, so I'm dumping it and we'll come back to it another time, because we did it and it was painful. There wasn't a bonus worm. We did have a bonus worm, so there's a chance... You you'll hear that. Maybe I'll save that clip and put it out as a Patreon thing. How about that? Okay. So the Patreon can get off scraps. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we're gonna do a new segment, ish. Yeah. Ish called Paul's Page Turners. Ooh. Where Paul goes to a charity shop and buys a book or books. It, and then reads a bit of it. And then goes, This is a good book. And you go, no, nah, it wasn't. And I go, Yes, it was. And you go, Ah, fuck you. And then you do a character, like usually Richard Brandoff, and then I do one to annoy you, and then the segment ends on a fart. Rough, rough, rough. Rough, rough, rough. I bought two books from a charity shop. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah. First one, I wanted to get this book for a while, and I saw it for a quid in a RSPCA in Highgate. Higgard? Higgard. a very nice place, part of London, North London, lovely next to Highgate Wood. Which I used to go and chill out and go for walks when I was depressed or stressed. Highgate Wood has a um, quite a sort of uh, sinister, almost. You think? It's quite dingy. It's quite a dingy wood. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's I not could, unpleasant. There are I'm pockets of it that are. Bit gothic, yeah. Sort of, you know. It's it's it is. It's almost a bit spooky. It's it's a bit spooky there. A bit spooky, but not as spooky as Highgate Cemetery. No, that's That's very spooky. spooky. Very spooky. Very spooky. Very spooky. And You know what's really spooky about it? What? Cost you five quid to get in? Does it? Yeah. Oh, is that for a certain part of the of the tour? No, you can't get. You can't just go in Highgate Cemetery anymore. Really? No, because it's too. Too expensive. Oh, I want to see me dead mum. Five quid, basically. I want to see me dead mum. Five quid, Well, man. you're not going to see her. Is this like one of those... She's hanging from a cage below the tree, <laughs> yeah. below the hanging tree. <laughs> yeah, I want enough. to see mummy hanging from the Highgate hanging tree. Right. right. Five quid. Ten quid if you want to jack off. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the book I got was by John Ronson. John Ronson is an author who did things like the psychopath test and the men who steer at goats, which has turned into a... Film, they kind of he does a lot of um, he, he did a book about the porn industry recently as well. Did he? Yeah, oh, I don't know about that, but yeah, he's a good journalist. He also did an a, a, a elongated essay, sort of monograph about um, how Twitter, like the wrong tweet, can ruin your life. Oh, yeah, he had Taking a whole book about that. That was a whole book, it was a right? whole book yeah. about that. I think, I think it's even listed on there. It's a book that I started reading, then got really depressed by why, how because these was... people's lives were yeah. just ruined, yeah, but yeah, no, that book was um hard to read really like one woman got her whole life destroyed by it and she did say she did do something horrible on Twitter but the ramifications probably weren't yeah too worth much it. yeah, yeah. so it's a kind of scary book to read but anyway this book that I got though yeah. is much more my wavelength it's called Frank and it's basically about Frank Sidebottom who was a comic creation by a guy called Chris CV, yeah, CV. so I didn't know this until the book came out and obviously the film that came out called Frank. There was a dramatisation of Frank Sidebottom's life. And he was played by Michael Fassbend. Fassbender, yeah. yeah. And uh Strange Maggie choice. Gyllenhaal's in it as well. Okay. So it's so he wrote this book as a kind of precursor to the film coming out to kinda of say about what his experience with Was he a friend of his or he was in the band. He was in, Ronson was in the band with Ronson Frank. was in Frank Sybottom's band ah, in the early days when you okay. were getting together. Um it's a like ni- it's it's a really short book, it's like sixty eight pages. And uh, It's only because Ronson sells books that they decided to even make that book. It's like one chapter. I it. think it was all it was kind of a mutually agreed decision to maybe him write this book to help promote the film I to see. help. But also it's it's a nicely written book about it's quite nicely um a little hardback. Nicely designed as well, isn't it? Yeah, not, not unpleasant. So, nice for those listening outside the UK who may not be aware, Frank Sidebottom was a novelty, light entertainment kind of... Cult Ca- character. Character. Yeah. Chris Seavey was a musician, and apparently all of his his career wasn't going very well. So, he created Frank Sidebottom to kind of just fucking do what he wanted, and a bit of a kind of rebellious action. Yeah. And he was hidden, because Sidebottom... Whole, the whole stick was this big papier-mâché head that yeah. mask thing. And he had that nasal... I can't really do it, but, you know...
2: it really me. Oh, yeah, for outside. Was bottom. he
0: holding his nose in the mud? He m- did. He had a clip of that on his nose the whole time. Oh, did time, he? Okay. To the point where, because he wore the head for so long... Like, for instance, John Ronson says that whenever they were on tour, he never took his head off, even in the van. You know, he'd very rarely take I it off. Think how smelly it would be in the head. Probably. Smelly in the head. <laughs> it's funky... It is a good question. How smelly was Frank Sidebottom's hollow head? Yeah, probably funky. But... After the end of a tour, crikey. It was probably, probably needed, a sweat box. Probably needed one of those uh, packets that you get in Japanese foodstuffs that yeah. help it not dry, so, keep dry. Yeah, got it. So... I'll put a picture up on the website but like it was it was a massive papier-mâché head
2: you spit me right round baby right round like a record right round right round you spit me right round baby right round like a record right round right round you know you do you really do
3: thank wow. you thank you very much please come and join me that that was that was extraordinary. I think that's one hey, of Hey,
2: this is nice. Yes. Yeah.
3: No, please feel free. Yes, Go ahead. You? Yes. could sleep on this. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, that was a that was a lovely song. Oh, thank you very much. Song. thank you. Um, yes. I tried to do my best. You know. Yes. Well, you obviously did do your best. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. Um, How how would you describe that sort of music you've just played? Because it yeah, seemed pop. to be. Pop music, it is. Parade stuff,
2: you I know. see. Even a lot though of it's
3: even though it's played on that instrument, which is uh, well, what is it's that instrument? It's a banjo, actually.
2: Oh, ah. uh, it's a cross between a, a ukulele yes. and a banjo. I yes. don't know who invented it. A very original idea. I right? think.
3: Well, it serves Fantastic. your type of music yeah. very well indeed. Very well yeah. indeed. Well, I
2: can play the drums as well, you know. Oh, right. And uh, the bass guitar. Well, I'm playing everything on my record.
3: A man of many you talents, know. it seems. Oh
2: yes. Well, if the, if the hat fits. Uh, wear it. I've... Although it usually doesn't fit me, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, But i go, you know. Yes, why you've not? You've got to in show business. Absolutely. Frank,
3: Frank um, tell me um a bit about your spiritual home, your hometown.
2: At Temple Island. admit. Timperley, Timperley. yes. Timperley. Oh, it's very nice round there, very rural. Yes. Uh, I like to go train spotting and things like that. Uh, rambling, you know, looking in uh, birds' nests. You know, but I never touch them. You know, the eggs. Oh, yes. I never touch them, you know. I like to take photographs, though. Oh, yes, right. That's stamp collecting I like doing. Yes. And I like watching television. It's brilliant.
3: Oh, really? You know,
2: I could lie there all day watching telly in bed. Yes. Fantastic.
3: But would you describe yourself as a country boy at heart or a city dweller? Um,
2: Oh, yes, I'm an outdoor person. Well, I'm an indoor person as well. I'm a sort of...
3: Outdoor indoor person, you yes. know what I mean? Yes, I do know Absolutely precisely brilliant. what I mean. Yes, I see. Um ha- have any other famous people come from Timperley? or Um well you know David Bowie. Oh yes, good um, lord. He was in an aeroplane that went over a Timperley
2: once, you know. Ah. It was well, I think it was him, and it looked I like him, you I know. see. And um he been hyoculus, you know. Oh right. I mean a lot. Um Jidan they uh they've been to Manchester, which is just near Timperley, you know. There was <laughs> yes. playing in, uh, in a big concert, you know. I like doing concerts. Fantastic.
3: Yes, yes. Where, where do you do them? Do you do concerts in Timperley?
2: Uh, oh, yes, at the village hall, yes. you know. And, uh, you know, I like to play in the scout hut. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah, we had three people in last week.
3: Brilliant. Good it Lord. Was. Yeah,
2: That's absolutely quite a crowd. Wonderful.
3: Yes, I mean, do, 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 do you um, have to sign autographs? Are you mobbed by people? Oh,
2: all the time. I have to go shopping for my mum, you know what I mean. I get pestered, you know. But, yeah, but I don't mind it, you know what I mean,
0: because it's show business, isn't it? Yeah. Also, Paul, just in terms of correlating uh, relevant information on yeah, this... We're all for that. Uh, where's that magazine? Funny, because I saw we are going to discuss that. Oh, oh, yeah. And I'm looking at this, uh, and there's a DVD out, Being Frank, the Chris Sivvy story. Yeah, um, that's a documentary just come out really recently that talks about the people who work with him in, you know... Would you be interested in watching that as well? I very much would, because this book is fascinating. And I always loved Frank Sidebottom. He did novelty songs, didn't he? Well, he didn't really have any hits. You know what I mean? It was like he did spoofs of like Queen songs. And, you know, he made them. He changed the lyrics to popular numbers. uh, Yeah. Born in the USA became born in Timperley. Right. So it was like he would like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he would make something big and he'd make it really mundane and intimate and personal and kind of parochial, wouldn't he? in a similar way to Shuttleworth John Shuttleworth yes. kind of it's kind similar of a tradition of northern comedy doing that making yeah. taking so making mundane putting the mundanity into things um, and the, making actually something kind of beautiful as a result yeah. so I remember John uh, Frank from watching TV shows like do you remember uh, Remote Control on Channel 4 it was like a quiz show and uh, he was a, he was a presenter on that he, was he? i think he was in it in some respect but like that's why i remember he seeing he popped up in all different stuff didn't he like the tube yeah but it was funny because apparently like nearly everyone around him would got more famous than he ever did yeah. john ronson says you know like you know he saw like for instance carolyn ahern who was famous for creating merton. Royal, yeah and creating the um, royal family and being in fast show yeah. but apparently miss merton came from when he was making an album he said do you mind being this character call her Mrs. Merton. So and he created Mrs. Merton? Well, yes and no. He said, you want to be this next-door neighbour character called Mrs. Merton and Old Biddy. And she did everything else. He yeah. basically gave her the name, but then that character exploded. Yeah, weird. And, yeah. And, John, and so Frank, as an act, kind of... It was always going to be cult. You know what I mean? It was never going to be mainstream success of him. It says here he he opened for Bros once. Yeah.
1: I think I may have recalled seeing He that. opened
0: for Bross, which was huge at the time in the late 80s, early 90s. And he basically was told you know don't do bross stuff so what did he do he came on and did bross songs they got Bef- bot- before bross yeah and he wow. was getting bottles thrown at him and things like that and i, I think angry bross fans yeah and you then- know what their bottles they were probably throwing the ones they would taken those caps off to put on their boots and then they thrown the bottle what i would never heard of that but you remember the bross had this whole sort of fashion code where you know those like grolsch bottle tops bro- they had- bro bross yeah Okay, so you take a, a, like a, a like a beer bottle cap. Yeah, one of those ceramic sort of, you know, metal caps that they'd have on Grolsch. Oh, yeah, the stoppers. Yes. Yeah. And they put them on like their shoes. Like a buckle. Yeah. <laughs> Brots fans are pricks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a story in here as well about um, he was going on tour with Gary Glitter, of all people as wow. well. Wow. And Gary Glitter's people said... Well, when this have you- must have been... When did Glitter... When did he fall from grace? Well, the thing is, It's though, like 90, early 90s, wasn't it? Not, yeah. When everything started coming out about well, Jonathan him. Jonathan King was the first of the nonces. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the first of the nonces. He was came. He, no, he was, wasn't he? King was before. I don't think he was before. the very first nonce, though. Because that's the way you're making it sound like no, he was the first nonce ever. No, he wasn't the first ever. nonce that rhymed the earth. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Who is the first nonce ever? Jonathan King? Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. Five points. <laughs> right. So the story goes like, he's again, it's a great book. He goes into much more detail. But he talks about um, how he talked to Gary Glitter and they said... Whatever you do, stay off the fucking stage and all this stuff. Don't sit, stand there. Don't stand there. Because glitter—that's when he has that's, his ideas, where, as we know. Well, that's where apparently, like the stage raisin and like fireworks go off. It's all pyrotechnics. So he so. went. So they went. Don't do that. So what did he do? He did that and set off all the fireworks. He? And he got lifted up, and so apparently the managers or whatever stormed the stage to get him. Wow! He runs off. And as he's running, he's taking the head off. He's not taking yeah, his yeah. clothes off, because he wears other clothes underneath his own. Takes it, hides, stands by the door. And, the and they didn't past. know it was him. No, they went, have you seen that Frank sidebombing He goes, yeah, he ran out through that door. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Another, that's another advantage of having, uh, being anonymous. Yeah, I guess. In the face. But that's what the documentary is kind of about, about how, you know, there was Chris and there was Frank, and they were very different people. And I think Frank allowed him to deal with failure, whereas yes. Chris couldn't deal with it. Frank could, because Frank enjoyed. The failure. Well, he's a clown, essentially, yeah. yeah. You know, so that's where And to link it back to me, to some extent, I performed with Frank Seibon, me and Graham, Casey, before we set up, you know, Rogue's Handbook and stuff. We did a, we were part of a comic relief event in Manchester where it was like a 24-hour comedy show. And we were just one act as part of the whole thing, doing sketches. Yeah. He was on after us. Did you do Bad Lines? I honestly can't remember the sketches we did have. now. I think we did um To Tony. That sketch. Oh, God. You know, I like that fucking sketch. I think that's a good sketch. It's we not... did that. Anyway, we go off, and Frank Sidebottom's st- 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 there, standing at the stage, and he goes, oh, I like your ukulele playing, all that stuff, because I had done a little ukulele song at the end. He got props from Sidebottom. Well, uh, Yeah, and then he went on and did his thing, and it was really good. He, didn't he play a A banjo, yeah. Banjo. And he had a little Frank, didn't he, on the stick, the okay, little yeah, puppet yeah. thing, which is, again, a puppet man doing a puppet thing. It's like layers it's pretty of, cool, yeah. 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 And he came off, and then afterwards, he was just like, oh, I've got to go and all this stuff. But yeah, nice little chat. It was really friendly. But well, he was made, in the mask. Yeah, the whole time. He turned up wearing the head yeah. and left wearing the head. So I only ever met Frank. You know what I mean? Yeah, As yeah. I'm sure a lot of people that's ever did. slightly creepy. But he played my banjo. Don't you think that's a bit ukulele. weird? Yes and no, but it's art, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, but, but you're backstage with a performer. You want to talk to the actual person. Not yeah, this, but think like... about it this way, right? Imagine you're that you're Chris and you're like, I like doing this for me. I don't really care about other people. That gives you a sense of anonymity, that sense of I don't have to engage with these people. I don't yeah. have to be Chris with these people. I can be I can Frank, be Frank yeah. and get in and get out. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. You know, again, it's an artistic choice. Yeah. It's, so, it's strange, very eccentric. So I would recommend if you find this in a charity shop, John Ronson's Frank, get it. It's a little read. I read this in maybe about an hour. A quick read. It's a very quick read, but if you like it and you want to know more about Frank Sidebottom, check out the documentary and the film. And he's, There's loads of him on YouTube. And then if you like that, go see John Shuttleworth's stuff. It's kind of a natural what, did progression. Did you see the uh, the drama with uh, Fassbender? I haven't yet, no, but it's on Netflix and I should Has get it around meant to be good. it. I've heard good things about it, but I honestly, I, I, I don't know. It's a fictionalised version of that, you know? Yeah. Before he died, they were working on the movie then. He said basically, it doesn't have to be real. You can you don't it doesn't have to be about my life. So that's He didn't mind them dramatizing no, no, no. it. he basically dramatised it, fictionalized it. Just when I have this magazine here, Paul, yeah. something that is gonna be of uh, interest to us. Yes. Uh on Cheap Show. Yeah. Is this new book from Johnny Trunk. Now Johnny Trunk he is sort of a soundtrack. He has a, his own record label, Trunk Records, Oh. and it has featured on Cheap Show before because he uh, reissued the Moogly Booglies. Oh, really? Yeah, that's on Trunk. The uh, Anthony Newley thing. The Newley, yeah, Newley and Delia Derbyshire. Yeah. So he released that. Yes. He re-released it. He, yeah, he he, okay. he. he, it's never before been released. He, oh, he, okay. unearths things like that. He's really into the strange corners and then giving it a proper nice release and so he does it that's nice he does all strange library music and uh soundtrack music and he's got like even more weird stuff like recordings of train announcements there's a whole scene people are really into that yeah i don't want to ever meet those people No, i kind of can get it you want to come round to my house oh yeah i'll just put some relaxing tunes on Bing, bong. Sandwiches are available. It's all that stuff. The Hampstead and City line is now closed. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's like, you know, when the... Hey, this is your head steward, and uh, snacks are available in the buffet bar, and the buffet bar will be closing in 15 minutes, all of that. But where's that... Hang on, I'm confused. There's people who record it. Oh, pre-recorded stuff. They just play on the tannoy. No, there's people who sit in trains and record it. What? Yeah. There are people... That reminds me of what I was going to say. I think I met a real-life... Derek. Ah. it was. The, I'll show you a picture of him. I'll, I won't put it up on the website because I don't think it's fair to put it. But I'll show you them, this man. I'm travelling. So was he like, oh, lingering? I'll tell you what. Right now, so you can get a picture of what I'm about to okay. tell you. I'll show you the picture of the man I saw and then explain. Was he talking? This is the man. i just show you. Yeah. Again, because there's a bit of respect and privacy, I'm not going to put this on the website. Okay. But describe him, if you could. He looks quite reasonably dishevelled man in his... 60s, 60s, 70s, something like that. Could be in his 70s. He's got a little tape recorder on his lap. Yeah, and he's dressed in a sort of dark navy look, sort of cagoule. Yeah, and he looks a bit dishevelled and sort of. He's got a grey sort of wispy beard. Not wispy. It's more like a stubbly beard. Stubbly isn't beard it? and uh, thinning grey hair. To, to and he looks fair, a bit depressed. He looks a bit like if. Jeremy Corbyn he, hit the bottle hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the kind of he thing we looking look at. does look a bit like that. And uh, he looks like he's making a tape recording. Well, here's what happened. So Was I'm, he going, oh, children. No, no, no. I won't go that far. But here's it's actually quite sweet. So I'm on the train from Harrow coming into town right at the weekend. And the trains train. are all off on the right. Metropolitan between Wembley Park and whatever. So the point being is that I'm sitting on the chair opposite him on the train yeah, heading south into town on the tube. Right, And I see he's sitting there, and he's just keeping himself to himself, mumbling. And I think, oh, silly old man. And then, from a bag, he opens up in front of him, and he pulls out this cassette player recorder. You know, the little small one with the handle? Well, I could see it in that photo. But in the bag was, like, four clock radios and a transistor and some other little technical thing. A big bag of, like, radios, basically. Strange. Alarm clock radios and AM, you know, like... Perhaps he collects them. Well, he he gets it out, and he takes a cassette out of his pocket and he puts it into the cassette machine, presses it, and then spends literally two minutes with his feeble strength trying to press play and record at the same time down. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. I was was seeing him put all his effort into pressing these two buttons and it took him two real solid minutes. Why don't you just say, look, mate, do you want me to press those buttons for you? Yeah, it was all weird. So he finally does it and the cassette starts recording and he leaves it on his lap and then it's like... Be-doo, be be-do, Wembley Park, blah, 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 this train, with, you know, whatever. And then he gets out of his pocket his mobile phone. It's a smartphone, right? Beep, 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 presses it and then opens up an app and he starts playing, like, some teeny bopper 90s pop song. Okay. You know, like a kind of, like, S Club 70 kind of right. thing. Playing it loud on his phone and then puts the phone on the speaker of the recorder and starts recording onto cassette the music coming the out mic, of his phone. the mic, yeah. Yeah. And he just starts sitting there, and the music's playing out. And then I'm looking, I'm going, what's he, what's he doing? And he leans down, and he goes, whatever the date was, 26th of April. T- and then names the band and the song, and then just puts the phone oh, back. Oh, he's nuts. He catches me looking at him, and he gives me a wink, right? And then I go, and I wink back. And then he get, raises his little arms. He starts pumping the air with his arms like he's dancing. It's this and, weird and problem. And he's just doing this little dancing, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 it's good. And then he gets up and he starts, you know, bopping, bopping. And then the song ends and he just sits back down, puts the phone in his pocket, presses stop on his cassette and then puts it all back in the bag and zips it up and then gets off at Wembley Park. What a strange fellow. Very strange. And it's just a very strange thing to have. I don't I don't know what he's doing. He's making a little tape for himself. Perhaps he just enjoys taping stuff. Maybe, but he... You know, yeah. he, just, he just wants to tape it. I just thought it was adorable. He's like, yeah. He wasn't creepy, but it kind was kind of, of sad. But also, it reminds me of this guy called Lawrence. I used to work in a call center with. He yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, I've got records. I've been keeping records of all the top tens. I'm going to write a book of all the uh, all the uh, top tens. All the top tens yeah. for like 20 years. It's like Lawrence, they've got that information. Yeah, they just a go websites full of that. You shit. Know. you can just yeah, the, you know, no way. If we are going to write a, a chart, website like, oh, like that. Oh. oh, oh.
1: What, oh d- mate, it- you just fucking destroyed his <laughs> life. It's
0: like, what well, I've got nothing. Yeah, it's quite I've got sad. It? He did live with his mum. Mate, anyway. that's sad. Yeah. A little old man recording stuff and having a lovely little time bopping on a chair. That's one thing. Destroying a man's life work and then sending him home to his mum is worse. <laughs> right. It just is worse. Anyhow. Anyhow, uh, that's that book, Frank. What do you want to f- yes. think about trunk, trunk? Trunk. So he uh he releases and he has a new book out. Yeah. Is it called Top Ten since <laughs> from the last twenty years? <laughs> <laughs> Wobbly Sounds: A Collection of British Flexi Discs. Mm. Cool, eh? Uh, Ten pounds only, so that's quite good. So it's I'm, I'm going to get a, a book copy. about flexi discs. Like I have that brilliant one that's uh, for the tourist board of the Isle of Wight. You remember that? Yeah. And it's like interviewing people. Yeah, it's ice cream. nice, no, ice that's cream. That's the Hill episode, isn't it? I think we played that. up. Yeah. Is it on did, one? Because then we did the spooky. And look, there's Camden. a picture of one here with this advert for this book. Central oh, Milton Keynes, is. so it's obviously a sort of genre of flexi disc. with the tourist, the sort. tourist holiday? Th- oh, I love them! I love them. There is something both shit and amazing about flexi discs. Yeah, because I see them in charity shops all the time, and I want to buy them because it'll be something odd. But I won't buy them because they're big folded. It where if it's it, folded, it's, it's completely like useless. Yeah. Absolutely useless. And that of course, I've my got heart. my engine fault flexi up there, as we all remember the engine fault one as well. I like. I wonder if that's in his book. Well you can find it You can reach out to him Now Flexi disc from the 50s To the 90s And it details 150 of them I had a few where Readers I was digest up. To smash it Yeah I had, There's look a in. Chris Morris Flexi for Select Magazine it says. Really? Yeah See that's I want There'll all that There'll be some stuff. interesting Things in that book Don't you think? So do you think It's like a coffee book Where every page Is a different Flexi disc Yeah Perhaps Yeah Alright just, just quick pause Herman rolled down over there He's back we can't it's mention right, him you the content. scribbles. Will we get can't We we'll have to reintroduce him another way. The so. scribbles eating Herman. No, so Herman the Worman. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We, we can't introduce him because we've lost the footage. We can't we? Exclusive to the Patreon. It says, it Ladies look, and gentlemen, uh, reintroducing the star of a failed segment of cheap show. It's Eli's new friend Herman the Wormman.
1: Oh, hello. I'm Little Herman, and I like
0: to. I like breath. I like to sup on breath. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Herman. All right, yeah. So Herman
0: is a worm that lives in your mouth and lives off your breath. He's a little butt-plug-shaped green worm. Yeah, he is. He's a little... We found it in uh, a board game that obviously was not part of the board game, but Eli fell in love with it. I can only describe it as love at first sight. Well, wouldn't you love a little butt-plug-shaped worm that lives in your mouth and drinks your breath? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Well, that's where we differ. Well, anyway, Herman the Wormman, a brand new character for Cheap Show. I'm sure he'll be a big success. What other books have we got on this segment? Oh, that was your thing. I, was, I got a few flexi discs in my time. Lucky Magazine had The Jets' Crush On You. I think we've mentioned that on the podcast before. Big, big big, tune. Yeah, and I also got a Care Bears movie flexi disc that had a song from the movie in it. Have we done a Platter's flexi special yet? No. Well, that's something we should do, Paul. Do we have enough? For... I reckon we could cover them again. Yeah. We can definitely cover we the engine sound. We can do the isle, isle of Wight one, if I find that. We should do it again, because I think... I've also got cle- some nice, quite rare, uh, private eye flexi discs. Like, they, We should do it then. We should do it. Flexi special. The Gnome Report. What do you mean, Gnome Report? One of them's called the Gnome Report. Is it? Yeah. All right, great. I'd love that. And it's like the BBC Gnome Service, you know, oh, those, yeah. so. BBC Gnome Service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next book I got in a charity shop: London's Strangest Tales: Extraordinary but True Stories from a Thousand Years of London History. I love shit like this. All right, let's have it. It's like I remember uh, there was that story we touched on, I think, about the Great Flood of Tottenham Court Road. Oh, because where the theatre is where we were, Rocky was for years, and the, the Dominion. Was, yeah, that corner of Tottenham Court Road used to have a massive brewery on. Uh-huh. that made London Ale. And the story goes, and I can't remember what the date was, let's just say 1617 or something like that. One of the barrels burst that contained tons and tons of beer. A big, big old barrel. And it swept down the street and it drowned a few people. It swept into houses. It's broke windows and doors. How big was this barrel? A, a huge. Metric tons. You know, like in like water tank. Like of. one of those ones they have in Nando's, which you can uh, eat inside. Yes, just like one of those ones in <laughs> Nando's you can eat inside. Well, it must have been bigger are better, than that, there are a bit, yeah. There are better details than that, but yes, no, there isn't Paul. Imagine there's a dead rat, or well, the... do you measure it in nandos now? Oh, that's seven or eight nandos worth. Imagine that. that one of those barrels, yeah, yeah, and you're looking down on it from above, and there's like a, a mouse just dead on the side. Then in like, it, the barrel, no, on top of the barrel, on the rim, yeah, right on the top. So it's died on the rim of the barrel. And then can you picture that? Is the barrel full? Well, was used... it empty? In the barrels—we're outside the barrel, does you? Can't tell. I know, tell. but we're looking down. No, you can tell if the barrel's full or not. Well, it's got a... no, because the barrel's got a wooden top. You didn't say that at the top. I presume it was an open top barrel. It's not open top, but so it's an... been sealed. So then there's a lid on top. So he's dead on the lid. Yeah, there's one dead mouse on the lid of a barrel—a of huge beer. barrel, right? A huge, like flooding. Yeah, flood yeah, yeah, a huge barrel. big barrel. Do you know what that is? What, like, like what my knob looks like? a mouse on top of a yeah, big Yeah, no, it was. You know what? That was the most protracted <laughs> way we've ever done one of your dick jokes. Oh, I mean, I'm... I'm it, it was I'm, good. So, it it was, was a great moment. I mean, good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about good, but we got there. All right. So, this this is a story all about London's strangest tales. It's just that simple. I haven't read it yet because I bought it... But you're going to read one for me that I was particularly interested in. The what? Filthiest Pub. Oh, yeah. Where was that one? Let's have a look at it. The Dirtiest Pub in London. Yeah. Apparently this is a story from uh, 1809. Okay, pretty dirty time. It's before the sewers sewers had been built, hasn't it? It's when they used to st- still chuck their shit out. <laughs> Didn't they? Yeah, it was And horrible. also like how the everything Thames was stunk. horses, horses were just shitting everywhere. Yeah. Pissing. And wasn't that when the Thames big stinky horse well? pissed? Yeah. I'm sure London was really great to live well, in. It, it must've been awful. Yeah. Not as bad as today, uh, with your commuters and your polish uh, Paul Gannon has now been fired from Cheap <laughs> Show. <laughs> Dirtiest Pub in London. Here we go. Oh, it's written by a guy called Tom Quinn. So well done, Tom. You've uh, collected and collated a bunch of very interesting books. He apparently writes stuff like this all the time. He's got Science, Strangest Inventions, and Military Strangest Campaigns. He's, he's, he's the strangest guy. Right. Dirtiest Pub in London. <sighs> 1809. Lingo, pubs- lingo, lingo. This could almost be a tells on the shop floor as well, when you think about it. Well, let's see, let's see. Many I, London I bet there's poop in it. Well, let's find out. Many London pubs are far older than they first might appear. In Bishopsgate, for example, Dirty Dicks dates back to the early early 18th century despite the fact that the pub looks typically mid-victorian i've been to dirty dicks oh, i know dirty dicks yeah it's in liverpool street now isn't yeah it? Uh, when i'm djing around the corner i sometimes go past dirty dicks at night it's very lively it's very lively there's some liveliness Pup, some young people with their lively zesty little vaginas Why? (laughs) Why? And penises. And penises. There we go. So, Dirty Dicks, I've been there. The cellars here are original, and it was in the pub above that one of London's most extraordinary and eccentric characters once lived. What pub is he still talking about? Dirty Dirty Dicks Dicks still, yeah. Okay. The story varies in its details, but it seems that Nathaniel Bentley, a local businessman and dandy who ran an ale house, decided to get married. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Everything was prepared, and the pub's dining rooms had been laid out with beautiful flowers, cutlery, linen and a huge cake. But on the night before the wedding, the bride died. That sucks. Wow. Yeah. Distraught, Bentley sealed up the rooms where the table had been laid for the wedding breakfast and never opened it again. He also stopped washing and only changed his clothes when they rotted and fell off him. That's pretty... That's taking... Let's take it, that's, Let's take it that's too far. That's taking grief to the extreme wow. levels. That's a Pepsi Max worth of grief. <laughs> On the, on the scale of soft drink, grief. It's a Pepsi Max, that. I don't understand where you're going with I that. I don't really know either. <laughs> oh, that? yeah. Are we going to try Fanta Shaka Toka? I feel for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, we can. Have you seen it? No. Basically, Fanta have brought out a load of new flavours. They've got grape you don't usually see. No. They've got uh, melon. <laughs> 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 yeah, all the fruit you never really I mean, there's see. This one I keep spotting Shaka I feel for you. (laughs) Shakatoki. Shaka, shakatoki. (laughs) What's that though? I'm going to find out right now. Yeah? We're going to discover what shakatoki is. Oh,
3: I feel for you. Fanta
0: shakatoko. Shaka, shaka, shakatoko. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Here we go. Shokata. Yeah, so shakata. Look, and it's blue. Yeah, the but blue what, what is Have you that, seen that though? But what is that? I'm going to find out. I'm just building up to it, Paul. Yeah, it's, so it's blue. Look, it's like a kind Have of. Have you what? seen that? Have you seen these blue yeah, fanta like bottles? Raspberry blue kind of color. Yeah, uh, it's elderflower and lemon. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like the idea of that. No? Don't you like elderflower? No, I don't really. I don't find that flavour very uh, flavour quenching. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't. It's not a satisfying flavour. It just kind of feels like they're trading on that you know, organic soft drinks market with some piss-poor flavour variations for Fanta. It's a lime. The shakata fruit is a lime. So it's like a lime and Central lemon. Central Africa, amazing properties this fruit, only discovered as late as a couple of years ago. Weird. Well, I'm going to give that a go. I think we should maybe try that on the show, Paul. We, we could certainly use it in a froth shop. That I think that's froth shop's territory. Really? Yeah. It's, okay. It's, you know, sugary candy, sweet drink.
1: Yeah.
0: Can I get back to my story about a man's grief? You can, yeah. Rather than talking about Fanta flavours. Right. So his pants fell off because he was <laughs> Yes, he was that's grieving. it. It all boils down <laughs> to his pants falling down. Right, so he also stopped washing and only changed his clothes when they rotted and fell no, off. No, but hang on. So he said he's he sealed up the his room the, with the breakfast laid out. Yes. Do you not listen? Or are you too busy fucking wanking over Fanta? Yeah. Uh, good callback to just now. <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh, only, gonna, only, we, only me and you are going to find that amusing, right? I know. All right. Weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this has gone well. I thought this interruption acting. <laughs> right. Shakata. Shakata. No, we're, we're moving on from Fanta. He no. It says he, he sealed up the room as was when it was la- laid for the breakfast. Yeah. He, are we assuming that the food is in there as well? The food for the breakfast. Yes. Yeah, so I imagine it's all there. Cake. Well, that would have been smelly. Yeah. But that's he's mad and sad. And no one goes in that room for... Th- no, oh. it's all sealed off. So, he allowed his pub to become one of the filthiest houses in London, but people flocked to see it as if it was really as bad as they'd been told, and Bentley made a fortune. Right. Because he had the Dirty Dicks pub. It's just grubby. Just a grubby, dirty pub with a room full of haunted lost memories. Do you think Oscar the Grouch lived there? <laughs> <laughs> Go with that idea. Yeah. Go on, what does Oscar the Grouch sound like? I don't know, get someone else to do it. There's no, print. this is your this is your improvisation. But no, yeah. I, I didn't say it's my improvisation. I asked a simple factual question, which you were unable to answer. Well, the answer right now. How's the notes answer it? Let me have a look. Is there a sub note? Let me have a look. If Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. Grouch I'm reading. Well, no, no, he Oscar didn't, the okay. Grouch is not in this story in any shape or form. What about Fungus the Bogeyman? No. Nope. Do you remember Fungus the Bogeyman? Yes. He was, to go down he was a, grabby. Right, you got to go down a memory lane now thing. Is, that, is this it? Going down memory lane. I thought we were soonly done with this. <laughs> All right, come on. Soonly do it. Soonly done. So, yeah, he made a fortune. Uh, a fortune he never spent because he bought nothing. He's a bit of a a maggot. He's a bit of a maggot. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of that going around. People earning a lot of money and they're going mad. And then never spend well, any part, of that. Well, part of their madness is miserliness. Yeah, because they feel like every penny must be counted. Because you got to remember, Meggett started hiding money around his houses. Well, yeah, they just they just want to have money more than they want to have things that money they buys. Spend on it. But then Meggett was a different case because he was, Oh, no, don't touch me money. What, you want to build a magical castle yeah, in the yeah. sky? Here's it, two it, million pounds yeah. in old money. <laughs> uh so he lived for nearly forty years and died finally in eighteen oh nine. He was a rich man by then. He once said, What is the point of washing my hands or anything for that matter when they'll only be dirty again tomorrow? Well, he had uh he lived in an era, Paul, before the um discovery of Germs. Germs and stuff. So yeah. So he was just just grubby. Yeah. It, he know. wasn't actually like You know, si- you could answer that question, what the point is quite clearly with a medical answer now. But that was Couldn't, it'd be lots it of you get it's sick you make people around you sick I would still say if I was in conversation with him and he said what is the point of washing my hands or anything else for that matter they'll be only dirty again tomorrow I would say yes but you stink of shit
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you know what I mean I know I mean? but it's like I don't care they all, yeah. We have to work but with you. I don't babe. have to smell me, do I? No, but we I'm do. I'm within my own subjective reality where it's okay. You're like that philosopher who hated the Eiffel Tower, so his favourite place in Paris to go was the Eiffel Tower because it's the only place in Paris you couldn't see it. see it. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. He could also just not look at it. What, just wander around, not closing his eyes every time he, he turned north? He just go... It's the sky penis of Godzilla. Yeah, so a famous philosopher's going to start saying that. It's just a big man lying in the ground who has a a big green penis made of metal. The Iron Giant Wang. Yeah. yeah. Not Eiffel Tower, but I had something else to say. That never happened in the Iron Giant. You never see the Iron Giant's cock crawl out of the sand. Because he's a robot. Why would you give a robot a penis? He was meant for moving bits of industrial stuff. No, he was built to be a war machine. That's the whole point Uh, of the film, isn't it? Exactly. What, and then he discovers humanity what, via a what, little boy. What what utility does genitals have in war? Just get in the way, get blown off, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's like Catch-22. Doesn't he lose his balls in once, that? Once, I heard, Paul, once, someone got shot through the womb and the bullet went in... No, shot through the a penis, dead testicle. Yeah. And it went into a lady's womb. Yeah. She had a baby. Mythbusters thoroughly debunked that on care. an episode of Mythbusters. I think it's true. It's not true. That's the kind of thing... That's pseudo-intellectualism. <laughs> and the bullet picked up more That's than... Like I anti- heard it Max... happened again. That's and the bullet anti-Maxim. went through two people's bollocks, and she had twins. No, no, right, great. <laughs> <laughs> then they did an experiment before there was modern ethics, and there was a whole bunch of men stood in a room with a woman on the other side of the wall, legs akimbo, Kimbo, and they had a precision bullet... <laughs> like You're a locked... fucking monster. <laughs> ...locked off. You are a fucking monster. And they shot monster. through, like, 17 bollocks into her womb. She died. Nothing happened. Wow! What are they? <laughs> Just... And they died. Paul, right. what I was going to say. What I was going to say. Yeah. Did you hear as well, there was this doctor, the first doctor who went, oh. This is he... such a Ronnie Corbett of podcasts. Women, women seem to be dying near around childbirth because we don't wash our hands. This is way before the germ theory yeah. discovered that he was correct. He said, you've got to wash your hands, guys. I've I've figured out. Yeah. If you don't, if you wash your hands, they have a bet much better chance of surviving all of this. Okay. Right? In mid Wifery. Yeah. And they all ignored him and laughed at him. No, we'll go on taking a shit. Mm, Thank God that, straight. that's in. the way that's the way For society, years, society but, is. It's bizarre. So, the remnants of the old clothes that hung from the ceiling were only cleared out after they fell foul of a new health and safety rule in the 1980s. But the pub, the old pub still what was that rule cool, I bet. I bet it was called the Great Expectations rule. Yeah, the oh, Great expect- the Mrs. Havisham rule. Yeah. Uh, or Flavisham. Havisham? Flavisham. Havisham. Um, but the old pub still has a few fake rags here and there to remind us of its decidedly grubby past. If you go to Dirty Dicks, keep an eye out for There the are rags. Dirty rags in the downstairs area, I imagine. Oh, i never been to the dirty downstairs you area been of down, Dirty Dicks. Uh, you haven't been to downstairs area Dirty Dicks and saw some filthy rags? No. no. <laughs> I ain't not gone round there. You've gone round here? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want another story from here? I'm yes. enjoying these. I think you'll like this one because it's, it's quite short. 1190. This is in London. Strangest Tales, the book by uh, Tom Quinn. Thank you for letting us literally take your work word for word. That's a bit much you, you spent for it, though, isn't it? I spent a quid on this You book. said 1190. No, the 1190 is the year this story is taking place in London. strangest... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <This> story- <laughs> You've
1: spent through your nose with that, Paul. It's meant to be cheap
0: show. Fucking hell. This story is called Human Lavatory. The Eli Silverman oh. story.
2: <laughs>
0: that's that's an idiot laughing at that joke. Yeah? Yeah. Good. I call him... Jim. Oh. Right. Well, come on. <laughs> um, I've obviously had to edit that out. Oh, fucking... Well, I right, don't. But this is what he sounds like, everyone. No! <laughs> don't. Don't. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Eli it, uh. Right. Human lavatory, eleven ninety. As successive British governments have closed Britain's once great wealth of public lavatories, London loo. Fucking tell me about it. Yeah, London- do you, I'm outraged. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you go in a shop and you go, you can't use the loo unless you buy a fucking coffee for seven quid. Yeah. What am I? Do? I'm going to shit on your floor. So that's you who does that, is it? Cause you- no, I go right. You've asked for it. One sentence in. <laughs> <laughs> you've gone straight to shitting on floors. Right. Mate, have you heard about it as well? Sorry, I'm I'm just on a bit of a roll here. Have you heard? <laughs> there's you can there's coffee carts now near King's Cross, but you can only pay cash. Okay, it's not okay. You're okay with that? Are I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. it's all artisanal coffee. Some fucking hipster <laughs> with a big beard and lumberjack <sighs> outfit selling coffee. It's not very good, but it tastes a bit burned. But you but that tricks into thinking it's it's posh coffee. I'll tell you it's what, it's not though. What this coffee I'm drinking now? What, Ooh, baby! Right, good. I, very did you get, good. Did you give any? Did I, did I get any offered? Do you want some? Doesn't matter now, does it? No, there's a whole doesn't fucking matter thing. now. Stick it up your ass. There's a whole thing of it there. Stick it up your ass. That could I don't want coffee, coffee, enema, coffee enema. That's a thing. Co- so I could stick it up my ass if I oh, wanted. There you go. I'd do that then. Let's <laughs> do let's do cheap show enema, mate. Don't because we'll you get a pipe, a bit of rubber hosing. Uh, we'll get. Uh, qualified uh, nurse. Uh, cycle, I no do not I'm not trusting you with that. It's cheap. I'm not trusting you anywhere near that. And then I'm going to get the hottest coffee I can find. No, you wouldn't. And pour it directly tell you what would into happen. your delicate arsehole. I'll tell you what would happen. Yeah. Paul, you'd be like, right, I'm going to put the coffee inserter in now. Yeah. Oh, it's oh in. I know where you are. Aren't you funny? <laughs> oh, oh, Aren't funny? Oh, it slipped in. Oh, it slipped in nicely. Oh, I'm going to have to pull it out. There seems to be a problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> on the whole oh, of we have to put show. it back in again. Oh, the problems keep reoccurring every ten seconds. Spoosh. So I don't know. I I don't know what you're inferring, but I'm presuming it's anal sex, right? Yeah. So this coffee oh, wow. <laughs> fucking move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Come on. What's this poo-poo man? I've literally one sentence into this and you've gone off at a tangent about anal sex and coffee. It's a good combo. It is. <laughs> So, apparently, London loos up until the 1950s were famous the world over. Apparently, I didn't know that. Well, yes. That's what I mean. We've got all of these underground loos. You know, the ones that are all closed now. But yeah. You used to be able to just go down, and it wash it your hands. It says here, the public has now been forced to dash in and out of restaurants and pubs where they have no intention either of eating or drinking. Terrible. But it's true. It's yeah. like Camden have those toilets and they've been closed recently. Yeah. And, you know. Open the fucking toilet. Did you know? It's all part of the slide towards fucking, you know, fucking... Eli's manifesto, neo-liberal, Eli's manifesto. It's a neoliberal privatization of the whole public sphere, isn't it? Yeah, and they just don't—they don't turn a profit, lose, do they? Mm. There's no way they can make money. It's a service yeah. for the public, for the community. You're paying for the upkeep. They don't want to, the neoliberals. Don't want to fucking pay for it, do they? Well, there you go. Hot political commentary on cheap. Well, you shows. know what I'm saying. No, I agree. It's but... all getting sold off. It's all to different. You know, they get Circo to run it, and Serco it goes, "We're not making any profit for this." Isn't fuck it great? Fuck the people. You know, I'm just no fuck people who want to take a piss in a busy city. Do you know what I mean? And now you just see people pissing on the street all over the place, Paul. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. I totally and that's agree. because they've fucking taken these facilities away from us. Yeah, cheap show. The podcast that goes from political commentary to anal bum sex jokes within ninety seconds. I've got a hive mind. What can I say? Buzz, booz. booz. Uh, Here comes another idea. Ladies and gentlemen, booz. I challenge you to name a podcast that does the same. Well, it is that one. Shut up. There is that one. What? Arse pod. (laughs) Yeah, it's called political arse sex pod. Right, the prod pod. (laughs) (laughs) Right, here we go. The reason London and... the reason Londonen, <laughs> the reason London's magnificent Victorian public loos were built in the first place was simply that governments of the time saw them as essential to the well-being of Londoners. Yeah. You would argue that it would still be quite to the well-being of Londoners to have them. Fucking hell. So, you know, you go to Amsterdam or Paris and they have those little There's urinals loos. on the corners and stuff yeah. like that. Give us the loos. But they the- were great. They were actually really well made. You know, with those yeah. old, with the urinals you get in the man with the really big, thick, white porcelain ones. Yeah. They're like great, aren't they? I like them. I'll have a piss against that. Instead, they turn them into nightclubs and stuff, don't they now? Yeah, you know, nightclubs and, and cocktail bars, where it's like, oh, come stuff. to the toilet, the place is a real toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You uh, know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Try our new Uncle Grumbly's arse gravy. No. No. What? Grumbly's no. not coming? No, not. Grumbly's he's not coming? He doesn't work with booze. He works with... Uh, f- fucking Uncle Grumbly turns up everywhere. He's not coming today? He doesn't do booze. He's not coming today? No, he's not. He's apparently still on his... uh. On a, on a romantic getaway with Lady Plot Plots. Fucking hell, mate. Big trouble. Big trouble. Have you seen the state of... Squishy Jim. I've never seen a man so broken. Yeah, he's uh, vacant. Because yesterday I saw him and I was laughing at him for a bit. And uh, he looked upset. Well, he did... I, You know what I said to him? I said Squishy. Yeah. I said Jim. Yeah. I said Squishy you're Jim. you're close to Jim, aren't you? Yeah, well, I you see You can him. call him Jim. I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. I said Squishy. I said Jim. I said Squishy Jim. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I said, why don't you try skating around in puke? Because what he misses is the squishing. Even. He misses the, the, the contact sport. Yeah, yeah. it's the squishing. That was his whole focus. That was his whole life. Uh, I've said, puke skating? He didn't go with that, I imagine. Maybe headbutting mucus? Because once, once you've stood in plop, you never go back, well, do you? I said you can headbutt some mucus. Nah, he wouldn't have gone with that. It's around bus stops? I've just been looking at his Facebook page, Grumbly's Facebook page, and they're all pictures of him and Lady Plops on the beach, and she's having a, a suspiciously-looking brown ice cream... <laughs> chocolate soft serve (laughs) just read the thing (laughs) anyway well i'm sure we'll check in with them in a future episode where our audience care more about the characters than we do (laughs) right so parliamentarians who knew their history far better than today's legislators no doubt remembered that throughout the middle ages and well into the 17th century one of london's biggest problems was the lack of public loos I imagine that's Before true. Before they built them all in the yeah. Victorian era, yeah. In their houses, people simply used a bucket or pot and then threw the contents into the gutter or straight into the Thames. Just out the window? Out the window. Look out, I'm going to chuck me shit! <laughs> <laughs> Job done. Mad, imagine that. How? Just imagine what the streets smelled like. It was bad. London was probably not a great place no, to live. No. It wasn't like those Shakespearean love movies or whatever, where they're all, oh, it's like... No one, make, no. no one ever showed Shakespeare getting a face full of liquid shit. <laughs> he may well have done once or yeah. twice, though. Much a poo about nothing. Twelfth <laughs> shite. Oh God! Don't, please don't start. Romeo and Poo-Liet. Yeah. <laughs> Romeo and poo toilet. Richard <laughs> the <There's>, Third. It's <laughs> fucking right <Ryan laughs> itself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have fun Right, okay, so um, Yeah, they used to just chuck it into the Thames There is much evidence to suggest that many householders This is certainly true in the aristocratic households Simply relieved themselves in the corner of any room they happen to be in Crazy <laughs> It's crazy <laughs> But it's pretty much like being in this room with you, oh, fuck you Just go up. piss in the corner no, like, I do not do in that In fucking nest Now, I'd like to say right now No You've never I'd... pissed in this room <laughs> only, only into a bottle when yeah the the toilet the one toilet in my flat yeah has been a, uh, occupied and it was a bit of an emergency. Do I get forgiveness for that? So you've shattered to a Lucas. A I bottle. did not shit. I would not shit it. Come on, that is a fucking line we all have to draw. It's also an art form. If you can shit directly into the neck of a bottle, oh god, it means you've spent some time on the street. That's, that 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 is Britain's can Got you? Talent. Do you have that talent? No. I don't either. No. Anyway. <laughs> no, but Paul. I know. I haven't got a funny bladder or anything. No, oh, there's nothing amusing about your bladder at it's all. It's very strong. All it right. stores the piss. Yes. It stores it well. You've trained it well. It stores it. Then I go for a big yeah. piss. Don't need any more. Don't need I don't need any kind of fucking incontinence nappy, like say a tenor branded one for men. Stop <laughs> mentioning tenor? Why has that become a thing with you? <laughs> Right, <laughs> right, mate. Imagine I have to wear one of those. Oh God! Shut up. Out in the streets, people relieved themselves wherever they liked. But the more delicate-minded, and of course, women, found this unacceptable. The solution was provided by human loo's. Ooh. Oh, you carry around a bag. These were men and women who wore the. Vol- they wore black black voluminous. volumous black capes and carried a bucket. When you needed the loo, you looked for the nearest man or woman with a cape and a bucket and gave them a farthing. You then sat on the bucket while they stood above you, still wearing the cape, but also surrounding you with it. Wow. That is crazy. They need those at festivals. They fucking do. That would be excellent. I That's... would totally use one of those. I was going to say, I thought you'd be one. <laughs> Eli the Pooh, man. <laughs> Eli the human toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you made that joke at the beginning of this it's story. It's still good, though, isn't it? Now it's got context. Well, I tried to do a whole character. You who laughed along, but you weren't having any of nah, that. Nah, bollocks to you. The name of only one human lavatory has ever come down to us. The court's roles reveal that in 1191, Thomas Butcher of Cheapside was fined and admonished for overcharging his clients. Fuck. He put it up to, to a farthing and a half or something. What happened was, they went... That you will. You sit on there, and I give you the cape, and then he puts the cape around. and went. Well, I'm going to release this right now, unless you give me another farthing. <laughs> yeah, starving. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to show everyone you are having a grunt in my bucket. And then that's that's over. That's what you got done for. Yeah, probably. Well, or you know, you're desperate. I need to shit. No one's around. It goes up, mate. That's a It's going up. That's yeah. a grow. Well, you're out here. You're fucking miles from the ditch. Yeah. So Look, it's either me or you or shit you just in the shit. street, love. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, all right then. Nah, fucking stitched you up like a kipper. Or what if you go, and then go, and he's like, oh, shitting? That's extra. That, that's extra. he's got an emptiness. Get off the pot, and he goes, one, two, three, four plops. Four plops. Four plops. Four plops. That uh, that That's another three farthings. that, love. It's, just, it's a pity I'm in a different historical era to Squishy Jim, because he could come and uh, do something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's is that book. that story? Yeah, that's that, story. that was an actual thing. Yeah. They could bring that back. So they don't, they just. They just cover you got in the it cape. Here. They've got it in front of them, sort of. I mean, it's a massive cape. So I'd imagine. They the just... actual bucket, is it on a sort of harness? Or no, of they just put it on the floor. Oh, and then they can. And then they their head is outside the cape as well. So you have privacy from, yeah, from your them in, as well. Yeah. I just think that's excellent. <laughs> I don't know. That's quite practical, isn't it? It is. It suits if you the thought time, about though. it, with t- No, with today's technology, they'll have sort of stool, it's like a pooba. pooba. Yeah. It's like, oh, I need a shit. I'll book a pooba, Fuck And you. then a guy comes, hello. And he could have a fucking th- thing. Yeah. Like a brown police siren on his head. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, God, thank you. And then you run out. And, and he glass debris a- people would use yeah. those. Nightclubs at the end of the night in a nightclub. You just They'd walk out in an yeah, alley. Yeah. You call a poober, Yeah. It's good that yeah. TM copyright Paul <laughs> and Eli. But they could just show. put. They could just put more urinals up. They have. These, I mean, they could. Yeah. But there's it one lacks like, the human touch. There's one I use in Shoreditch when I'm working up there. Yeah. Uh, every time I'm there. That yeah. they put up on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, a little plastic thing. Yeah. Well. You it, go. How, it saves me time, and I like to piss out in the open air. Great. Ah. Like that. Ah. Go like that. No, you don't. <sighs> Oi! Oh, if there's someone else on the pod with me. Yeah, uh, wink. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I certainly did drink some liquid earlier. Yeah, great. You know? You've made the scene. Oh, of, being a bloke, eh? Hey? You've made Pissing. the scene very clear to us. Splash a splash. I love it when it splashes. I say to them. You know what? We can revisit this book again, I think, at some point. That There's books, a few more stories. I, I like that. There's a few more stories in it's, it that I think would some, suit. Uh, yeah. Good cheap show grot. And also, not uh, not too brief, but not too long. Like a No, couple the of pages. stories are manageable. And when you aren't going off one of your stupid, fucking, stupid, fucking tangents. What, mate? I fucking saved it. From... This section's been an hour. <laughs> Has it really? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and, and strictly start... speaking, two days. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the end of Cheap Show, episode one to five. One to five? One to five. Not one to five. One to five. Not one to five. I don't know who this is. This is, is Baron it? Von <sighs> Numberplate. Fucking hell. Hello, I am Baron Von Numberplate, and I am in charge of all numbers. Okay. is good. Two I own that. So it's like the count, but German. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, keep going no, by all means, Paul. no. you've gone. All the fun's fucking gone hell. now. I need short-lived little... character award. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be the, that might be the shortest we've done. No, I think the boy, who was problematic, you're gonna have to take that out. Yeah, I yeah, know. Snip, God. snip. Fucking snip. <laughs> right. So that's cheap show. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. If and so you do, and so <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> Patreon. If and so and do you so. Patreon.com forward slash Patreon. No. Listen, mate. No. Patreon, thwapage. P- Patreon.com. We're going to have to up the game on Eli's non existent but promised rewards forward yeah? slash cheap show. Thwapage. Oily bollock thwapage. That's what I'm talking about. How much? Do, how much? It's a secret they to, price. Again. So if they randomly get it right. Yeah. What if I'd turned around to you and said, mate, you're not going to believe this, but Alan Stiff, Stiff from <laughs> Chepstow. <laughs> He managed to get Most the... people, they're trying to think of like a random uh, like surname, <laughs> will just go for like one that actually exists. But no, you've just <laughs> you've gone for a weird technique of picking a word that isn't someone's name and then doing it twice. Stiff, stiff. Oh, it's stiff, stiff. Typhonated. Fuck me, that was such poor <laughs> improvising. <laughs> Uh, right, so I'm let's say saying. that this hypothetical normal person, Alan Stiff Stiff, yeah, got it right and said it and donated £269.78 pence and it was like, oh shit, that's the right one. And then you'd the, have to do the bollock. Th- you'd have to do it. Oiled bollock throppage. Yes. Hairy oiled bollock throppage. Yeah, you can carry on saying it. I'd like to. Could I say it a few more times? <laughs> go on. <laughs> throppage. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Cheap Show. No, no, we're, no. We're I've back got an answer. Week. We're I've back... got an answer for you. Yeah. It won't happen. There's the reason it won't happen is because I've made the whole thing up and there is no actual donation price. Good. So and also, let's move on. I don't know about the mechanics of Patreon, but I don't think you can do sense. You don't know anything the... about this show outside <laughs> of when we record in this fucking room. <laughs> you don't you can't put cents on the dollar, can't you? You can't go, I want to do a dollar no, and twenty. but that was just my fucking So point. the whole thing falls apart. Unless you get a visit from the throppage expert. Oh, God. I come round and I will just case the joint. But I'll have an, uh, like a... I just want to end the episode. I just want to end the episode. but just play out this little thing. Oh. You, p- imagine you're Alan Stiffstiff. Stiff. Yeah. I like, come round the house. Come round here. <laughs> yeah, i go round Come there. round, go round go there. go round here. But you come round here. Oh, ding dong. Yeah. Comes to the door. Hello. Hello, just doing a check. Hello, yeah. I'm Alan. Yeah. Got any uh, low windows? No, no, uh, the lowest we've got really. Oh, I can really. see one there though, sir. What's that? That's a window, isn't it? That's a cat flap. You have very large cats? Yeah, I do. Uh, they're Bengal. They're tigers? Yeah. Well, oh, I've got a guy for that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Get oh, him. yeah. <laughs> no, get you I- keep him away. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard what he does. I'll get, to get my Viagra <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not doing that. We're not having him round here. Thwoppage! Running around! thropping. And then I'm running off. Right, what a waste of money from my point of view that But look was. at the sort of stork margarine style oil <laughs> spray that's left. The thwoppage print of an expert. Thank the, you. The very sound, Thanks for listening, everybody. The very sound of your balls squeaking along a pane of glasses is Swapping. Brom. that.
2: <laughs>
0: right. We're on Twitter. Please join us on the conversation there. Why not? At the cheap show pod and at Paul Gannon show. He is Eli Snoid, E L I S N O I D. Email us anything you want at thecheap at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook and Tumblr and all Instagram and everything. So just find us on there. And pictures accompanying this episode is at thecheap show.com. Have you taken those already? Yeah, good. Yeah. Because I've thrown away. No, so. I know. Yeah. I took all the pictures. Don't you worry about all it. Right, good. And that's it. So thank you. We're back next week for thanks, more. El- thanks very much, everybody. Cheap laughs. And we look forward to seeing you again. Bye. Bye. What were you going to say then, you little shit? I was just going to say something about how shit you were. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Just stop the thing. All right.